0: We, as a population on this planet, have been looking for a savior. 90% of people believe in a higher power, and every religion believes in some sort of messianic figure. And when the savior character actually comes to Earth, we want to make him abide by our rules. We have always created icons in our own image. What we've done is we project ourselves onto him. The fact is, maybe he's not some sort of devil or Jesus character. Maybe he's just a guy trying to do the right thing.
1: This was a clip from the movie Batman vs Superman made in 2016. I remember when I saw this clip, it was very clear that they were talking about the coming Antichrist. They were using Superman as a tool of mental conditioning and preparation for the coming false messiah. The world is looking for a savior, but the full conditions have not been set yet. When I was younger. In the mainstream churches, I would always hear the same phrase and expectation. When Jesus comes back? Oh, when Jesus comes back. I mean, I heard it so many times in different contexts. I began to place that expectation in my sort of worldview as well. That someday Jesus is coming back and going to set things right. The only thing was, I never knew what he was actually going to do, besides come back. I just knew that this was a thought that Christians all believed. But what I did not realize is that this is also a belief that Jews believed even though they didn't believe in Jesus. They weren't expecting Jesus, but for someone to come save them and fix everything that's bad with their world. They're looking for a Messiah. I also did not realize that Muslims also had the same expectation of Jesus coming back and setting things right in the world. And wouldn't you know it? This belief is also found somewhat in Hinduism and Buddhism in a slightly different form, but same concept. The religions of the world are all expecting some sort of savior. They are expecting someone to fix this world and set things right. I don't believe that this overall understanding is something that is understood outside of everyone's personal religious understandings. What I mean by that is, if you are a Jew, you know of the Messiah you are waiting for but you may not understand that Muslims are waiting for someone similar. And Christians may not understand that both these Jews and Muslims who have a completely different belief and faith than them are also believing in the same figure as well. The world is looking for a savior. But for those who have faith according to the biblical scriptures and not just the expectations that have been set by man, it is important to really have a strong grasp on this subject because if you're simply waiting for a second coming of a savior for this world, it will be very easy to be deceived. It is important to understand what the Bible says and promises about the second coming of Yahusha, and how that differs to what Islam believes in the second coming of Jesus, son of Mary, or what the modern-day Israeli Rev. 2.9 Jews believe in the appearance of their Messiah, who will be from the line of David, or the promised one within Hinduism, or Maitreya in Buddhism and New Age beliefs. There needs to be a study done so that proper discernment is able to be applied, and the satanic deception that is coming does not overtake believers in Yahusha HaMashiach. It needs to be understood that the savior that the world is waiting for is what we know as the Antichrist, and he is exactly what you want to shield and guard yourself from, not embrace him and his false prophets, false signs, and false wonders. We are going to discuss the end-time views of the different world religions and make sure we are living with the right mindset and expectations so that we do not follow the beast and especially do not take his mark. From this point going forward, it is very important that we all have the right understanding about what is coming to this world according to end-time prophecy. Let's begin.
2: I think it would be more appropriate if people like you
0: prayed in a mosque
2: and left us to pray in our churches.
0: Yeah, we pray in our mosques and you pray in your churches. But at the end of the day, we both are praying to the same God, you and me. You guys pray to God through the link of Jesus and Mary, and so do we. But us Muslims, we just continue that link all the way to Prophet Muhammad. What if I told you that after every prayer, we pray for the reappearance of Jesus? Us Muslims believe that he will be sent down by God alongside the Mahdi, the grandson of the Holy Prophet. They will come at a time when the world is filled with war, with corruption, with lies and injustice. And they will come to end this dark era and introduce an era of peace, of justice, of compassion and truth. This belief in their second coming is what gives me hope to fight for a better day in a better world.
3: Yeah, I guess you're right. Is that a Bible?
0: Yeah, it is. I brought it with me along with the Qur'an to the interfaith session they had here at uh, St. Margaret Mary Church. As Muslims, we believe in the Bible, the Qur'an, the Torah, and the Book of Psalms as holy books sent down by God to His prophets.
2: I'm sorry for being so abrupt earlier. I didn't realize how connected Muslims are with Jesus. I guess we're more similar than we are different.
1: This video is the perfect foundation to start with because it sets the stage and expectation for what is coming to this world. The two having this conversation are in two different faiths, but the Muslim woman trying to explain that they both believe in the same thing so they should not be separate this message right here is the main message that will begin to pick up major steam in this coming year but it will not happen until the world fully falls into chaos which will then provide the stage for the coming false messiah to save the world and set things right now if you have watched my videos over these years i have continuously tried to set the proper expectation for what is coming to this world In the past, my focus was primarily all about spiritually and mentally preparing the church for the hard times that were coming, so that many would not fall into the grips of the Antichrist deception, because of their desperation or the amount of trust that they just had in this world, our leaders, our media, etc. I've always tried to explain that the world is being set up to plunge into chaos, so that a new world order can emerge from the ashes. Everything they built... We'll fall, and throw the ashes of their world, we we'll build a better one. Yeah, I use that clip often. It says so much though. If you have been watching these videos over the years, I think that this expectation should be very clear. But there is more that needs to be understood because what many of us may not recognize is that a majority of this world is expecting and anticipating this though maybe many are not fully aware of it. The religions of the world have the same expectation of the world collapsing, but while we believers already have a savior, they are waiting for him to come. Some will even call him Jesus. So before we go into understanding the different views, you must understand how all of this becomes reality. It's not like this messiah figure is just going to come out of the blue sometime next week because his time has suddenly come. I mean, don't get me wrong that could happen, but many things must happen first, and you can summarize it by one word, chaos. Now mind you, these conditions are not from the Bible, but from the other world religions. When you understand this part, it helps understanding where everything in this world is heading to. I always say that if you want to understand what is happening in this world, you have to start at the end first and then review it with that context fully applied. In order for the Messiah that the world is waiting for to come, the world must be ready to receive him. There are conditions within all the main religions that set the stage for the appearance of this Messiah figure. Again, the one word that can be used to summarize it all is chaos. The world must be plunged into chaos. There must be great conflict on the earth. Peace must be taken away from the earth. The world must be at odds against each other because this messianic character is prophesied to bring peace. I mean, it's clear. How can he bring peace to the whole world if the whole world is not in conflict? One main part of this conflict will absolutely be with Israeli Jews and within Islam. In order for the world to accept an autocracy, the world must be in a great need for leadership. If you remember a few months back, Joe Biden said this autocracy is what many in this world believe is the only way for the world to be governed. He tells us that there's a great debate about whether our system should continue to thrive or should it change to an autocratic one. There's
2: a great debate going on, and I'm not exaggerating this, all of you deal internationally. There's a great debate going on whether or not in the 21st century, in the second quarter of the 21st century, can democracies function with things moving so rapidly. And I can tell you a couple of the folks I've had a lot of spent a lot of time with uh, of late, Mr. Putin and Mr. Xi Jinping, they really believe that uh, autocracies are the only way forward because they can act quickly and decisively. It's not a joke. And we're seeing effects of this around the world. And I don't know it's it's I don't know it's understandable why The average American wouldn't understand what the consequences of this will be for American security and the willingness of other countries to follow our lead. We've always led the world, not just by the example of our power, but the power of our example. And that's gonna be called in a severe question. I mean, for
1: real. Okay, so let's cover it again. What is the definition of an autocracy? It is a system of government by one person with absolute power. Now, mind you, they cut Biden from speaking after he alluded to this, by the way. But he told us what is being debated to come after this American system fails. An autocracy. So place this in your understanding that if this coming Messiah and future absolute world leader is to be accepted, the world must be in desperate need of leadership and ready to accept something brand new than anything that the world has ever seen before. The world is not looking for more of the same. The crisis will be big enough that the whole world accepts a new type of solution. This is what order out of chaos is. The world is not trying to see another country impose its will on the rest of the world. It's looking for rules to govern the whole world as a whole. And so the powers behind this current old world order must be squashed, which is why we understand what the future is for the United States. There can be no new world order if the old world order still exists. If you understand this from Bible prophecy perspective, in Daniel chapter 7, Daniel's dream was interpreted, and in verses 23 and 24 of the chapter, it explains the fourth beast. It says, The fourth beast shall be a fourth kingdom on earth, which shall be different from all other kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, trample it, and break it in pieces. The ten horns are ten kings who shall arise from this kingdom, and another shall rise after them. He shall be different from the first ones, and shall subdue three kings. This coming kingdom will be different from all the others, and the king that shall arise will be different than all the other ones. So understand, there will be a breakdown of everything after the collapse of the power structure of the old world order. And this coming world leader, this coming teacher of humanity, this coming bringer of peace, will fill the void that the old world was destroyed by, This is what they are looking for. This is what they are waiting for. So with that understood, let's take a look at it from the other world religions beliefs. Judaism. Let's start here, because this is the main part that will bring in the most deception. We should expect that this group of people will start out being the most vocal about the Messiah coming. It is important for you to understand that when I say Judaism, I am speaking of the modern Judaism that has been in great power, particularly since they occupied the land of Israel after World War II. This is the group of people who I am referring to when I speak of Judaism in modern day Jews, the Rev 2-9s. This distinction is important to understand. This group of people are right now very vocal about waiting for their Messiah. This was a video captured in 2018 in Jerusalem, singing that they are waiting for Messiah. So they're waiting clearly. But the Jews are waiting for their Messiah that will accomplish a few key points, as this man Morgan Freeman was talking to explains.
3: We are about 70 years into the new Israel. Why hasn't the temple been rebuilt? Two reasons. One is because the Jews aren't ready, hmm? and the other is because the Muslims aren't ready. Orthodox Jews believe that without this temple, Their religious rites are incomplete. So they await the day when their temple is rebuilt. Is there a Messiah? In Judaism? In Judaism? Jews invented the Messiah. But it's not the same Messiah that most people think about. Okay. Because when Christians think of the Messiah, they think of someone who's divine. Yeah. They think of, you know, the end of days. What we have for the Messiah is a man, a king, of this earth was going to bring peace among the nations in this world. And he will not be divine. He will not be divine. And Euron tells me this mortal messiah has a very specific to-do list. According to Jewish tradition, he has three things he's supposed to do. Number one, he's going to reconstitute the Jewish kingdom or the Jewish state. Number two, he's going to bring peace with the neighbors. Number three, he's going to rebuild that temple. Rebuild the temple. Here we are. This is 2015. What are you going to do now? What is contemporary Jewish position on the temple? The Jews think of the world in terms of this dream that once existed in the world, that was taken away. The Jews want to bring back into the world. That is the reconstruction of the temple. The reconstruction of the temple as the, the, the crowning symbol of this era of justice and peace that we're supposed to
1: be assisting to bring back into the world. So let's list out what he will do. Now, first thing to understand that his bloodline is very important. You remember all these conspiracies you have ever heard about the Holy Grail or the Knights Templar, the Priory of Sion, at least from the Da Vinci Code. All of those conspiracies or points all have to do with this coming figure. They preserved this bloodline in order for their Messiah to come. I've spoken about this in the History of Religious series. You should watch those videos if you have not done so already. But the first key point of the Jewish Messiah is that he will be a descendant of King David. Now, this will not be true, but the history of the world that is built on lies will confirm it to be. He will be human, not divine. He will be a great teacher of God's way, a great political leader, He will rule over humanity. He will bring peace to the world. He will rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. Now, while some of these prophecies about the Messiah are found in the Torah, found in the Old Testament of our Bibles, the prophecies that Yahushua actually fulfilled, a lot of their prophecies come from their Talmud, specifically known as the Babylonian Talmud, which says a lot as well. Also prophecies found from Maimonides, which is another Jewish philosopher. Much of their prophecies about this coming Messiah are found within these texts, which is a good understanding why there is such a difference between what they believe versus what people who believe in the Bible believe. But you should understand that this is what the modern day Jews are looking for. This in no way has anything to do with the belief found in the Bible, because according to the Bible, the Messiah has already come and fulfilled the prophecies found in the Bible. And he has nothing to do with any of these man-made prophecies throughout history. So just hold on to this understanding of what the Jews are waiting for. Let's move on. Islam. Now, I don't think this understanding is clear enough. Like that video I shared of the Muslim girl and the Christian church, Muslims are also awaiting a Messiah-like figure.
0: What if I told you that after every prayer, we pray for the reappearance of Jesus? Us Muslims believe that he will be sent down by God.
1: In Islamic end-time views, the messianic figure known as the Mahdi, which in Arabic means the guided one, very similar to the word Mashiach in Hebrew for anointed one, it is said that the Mahdi will appear before the day of judgment. The Messiah and Imam Mahdi are not two separate people. The Messiah, who will come as the second coming of Jesus, will also carry with him the title of Imam Mahdi. Islam is literally waiting for a second coming of Jesus. In Islam, al-Mahdi, the Messiah, is believed to hold the task of establishing the truth and fighting against oppression. He is prophesied to become a just king and to reestablish justice, peace, and monotheism in the world. Now this subject is very hard to study because all these prophecies and sayings are scattered amongst many different writings. There is no reference to the Mahdi in the Quran. This understanding is only found in the Hadith literature which are said to be a collection of Muhammad's teachings. These are the canonical Hadith collections, the six books of sound traditions. Now please forgive my pronunciations. The six Hadith compilations in question were the work of Al-Bukhari. Muslim Ibn Hajjaj, Abu Dawood, Al-Tirmidhi, Al-Nasi, and Ibn Majah. There are differences in beliefs between the Sunnis and the Shiites. But both Sunni and Shia branches of Islam agree that the Mahdi will rule over the whole world and establish justice. However, they differ extensively on his attributes and status. In some of the Hadith collections, they list traditions on the minor signs that signal the end. All the collections depict the future as wrought with difficulties. The Muslim community will break into chaotic mass of conflicting sects. As faith, morality, and honesty, human decency, and acceptable generational and gender relations, political accountability, justice, and public civility fall by the wayside, the whole fabric of the Muslim community is rent asunder. Sedition follows sedition until the living envy the dead. Eventually, according to the apocalyptic hadith, God sends a final seducer in the person of the Antichrist, al-Dajjal, the imposter. This is who Yahusha is, who is either a beast, a monster, or a human figure. God also sends the world its redeemer in the person of the Mahdi you must understand our Yahusha is their antichrist. In the Hadith collection, the Mahdi is identified as a member of Muhammad's family. His name is like that of the prophet and his father's name is the same as that of the prophet's father. The Mahdi will rule the earth for seven or eight or nine years, filling it with justice, just as it was before filled with injustice. Under his reign, the community will live in ease and comfort as never before. The earth will bear vegetation. Rain will be plentiful. Wealth will be abundant and equally divided among the faithful. Here are some sayings from the Hadith. The Mahdi, guided one, will appear and be the Imam of the Muslims. As Sunan Abu Dawud, book 36, 4272. Hadith about Imam Muhammad al-Mahdi. The world will not come to an end, said the Prophet Muhammad, until a man from my family and of my name shall be master of the whole world. When you see a great ensign coming from the direction of Khorasan, then join him, for the Imam of God will be with the standards who will be called Almighty. Await for the reappearance and do not despair of the divine mercy, because the best deed in the eyes of Allah The great and the mighty is to wait for the reappearance. It is the duty of those who are believers. Al-Qasal, Volume 2, page 616. These are all the signs of the coming Messiah for the believers of Islam. He will come from the bloodline of the Prophet Muhammad. He will be a human, not divine. He will be a great teacher of God's ways. He will rule over humanity. He will unite the world. He will be a bringer of peace. If you notice, this is all very similar to the view found in Judaism about their coming Messiah. So let's keep going. Hinduism. Hindus' apocalyptic beliefs are different from other religions because they believe that the universe goes through endless cycles of creation and destruction. In that cycle, three gods, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, all play a role. Brahma is the creator of the universe, while Vishnu preserves it during its existence. Shiva's job is destroying the universe so that it can be recreated, but before that moment comes, humankind begins a long slide toward materialism and evil. When the situation becomes sufficiently bad, Lord Kalki, the avatar or manifestation of Vishnu, appears. Kalki is on the horseback and armed with a sword, and he punishes the worst wrongdoers before the world ends. Hindus are awaiting the coming of the Kalki Avatar at the end of this present age, which is called Kali Yuga. It is mentioned this promised one, Kalki Avatar, would appear towards the end of Kali Yuga, the present era when there will be an unprecedented crisis in the world caused by rampant materialism, sensuality, criminality, and a complete breakdown of the social order as we know it. At such a time, the promised one would appear. He would restore the true religion and pave the way for the establishment of justice and peace throughout the world. The Kali age is expected to give way to the advent of a new religion as the cycle turns and the earth enters a golden age. The Krita age, or the age of purity, truth, and action. So understand, followers of Hinduism believe their promised one will be a manifestation of their god Vishnu. This promised one will come at a time of unprecedented crisis on the earth. He will restore true religion. He will bring justice and peace to the world. Again, very familiar. It is also important to know that the Baha'i faith is an offshoot of Hinduism and this faith is a uniter of all world religions. Let's keep going. Buddhism. Like the Hindus, Buddhists believe that the universe is endlessly recreated at the end of cycles called Kalpas, which lasts from 10 to 15 billion years. Each Kalpa begins with a golden age in which a Buddha or an enlightened teacher is living, and humans tend to be spiritually enlightened. But that state of enlightenment gradually decreases until ultimately the world is destroyed in fire at the end of the Kalpa. According to a 5th century AD Buddhist text, seven suns appear and gradually heat up the earth until finally the planet becomes one mass of flame, so consuming that it leaves behind no ashes. But they also have their own belief in a promised one. They refer to him as Maitreya. According to Buddhist tradition, Maitreya is a bodhisattva who will appear on earth in the future, achieve complete enlightenment, and teach the pure Dharma. Bodhisattva means a person who is able to reach nirvana, but delays doing so out of compassion in order to save suffering beings. According to scriptures, Maitreya will be a successor to the present Buddha. Maitreya, the future Buddha, presently a bodhisattva residing in Tashita heaven, will descend to earth to preach anew the Dharma law, when the teachings of Gautama Buddha have completely decayed. According to scriptures, Maitreya will be a successor of the historic Sakyamuni Buddha, the founder of Buddhism. The prophecy of the arrival of Maitreya is found in the canalytical literature of all Buddha sects, Theravada, Mahayana, Vajrayana and is accepted by most Buddhists as a statement about an actual event that will take place in the distant future. According to a Buddhist stream of thought, Maitreya would appear in the imminent future in this world to provide salvation during a time of misery and decline. So, from all this, you should be seeing the obvious similarities by now. Buddhists believe their promised one will be a successor of the Buddha. He will come at a time to provide salvation during a time of misery and decline. He will also be a great teacher. He will bring justice and peace to the world. This Maitreya is also known amongst New Age believers who mix these Easter religions in with mainstream Christianity. They are also waiting for their Maitreya, but they say he will have obtained Christ consciousness. But if you followed all of this information, you will see a grand connection of beliefs. All these different world religions, and they all have the same belief about a coming anointed one that will bring peace to the world. That is why you have seen the Pope and all the other leaders of the world religions coming together to bring about what they call interfaith dialogue because they all believe they are praying towards the same thing just in different ways. But the funny thing is that even outside of all the religions this thought of a savior coming is still mainstream in the secular world. You see there is such a void in leadership today everything is so polarized and political countries are so at odds against each other The value of money and what we consider to be money is changing by the day. So many injustices created. Because of all these things and more, the world is waiting for a leader to come along that has all the answers and can bring real change to this world. We saw evidence of this specifically when Obama came on the scene and became president, which is why everyone very easily believed he was the antichrist, the man of sin. Change has come to America. When putting him on the scene, they practice a mini-playbook of how they would be able to create the buy-in and acceptance for this coming false messiah. When the world is completely primed, their false messiah will come with all the answers. He will fix the war with the nations. He will fix the lack of security the world will feel. He will fix the financial system. He will fix the race and inequality problem. Until eventually people will look at him as the son of God. It will be pure blasphemy, the likes of what we have never seen, and that says a lot. But it will be completely blasphemous because this coming Messiah will not be the Son of God, but the Son of Satan, who will be cast in the lake of fire along with his false prophet, and then all who followed and bore his mark await the same fate. But yes, this is what the world is waiting for. The sad truth is that a majority of the world is either waiting for death or a false savior. That's the truth believers are going to have to come to terms with is sometimes a hard reality that people don't want to accept about their friends and family. But this is what is coming to the world, and unless people start including Yahusha in the worldview and come to Father through Him, this is what unfortunately awaits them. But it's important to understand that this false Messiah will not come before the world collapses. If you go through all these prophecies, the same thing is consistent within them all. The anointed one comes to a world that is under unprecedented crisis. This is not just about a few conflicts within a few nations of the world, even if they are the most powerful. It's about a world in crisis. The whole world is under crisis. When I talk to my family and friends and explain to them about this war coming, explaining that financial collapse is coming, one friend in particular loves to tell me I don't have a clue about what I'm talking about. But people that deny what is happening in this world, especially now when things are so escalated, Just show they aren't looking at the world in spiritual eyes. You have to view this world from a spiritual standpoint, that's the only way you could ever understand what is happening to this world. They are crashing this world, resetting the way everything works, the way everything is valued, the way our governments work, resetting the principles behind business from profit to climate sustainability, resetting a system from pure inequalities to a complete system of socialism for the world where everyone will be at the same level except in the metaverse. If you look at the world from spiritual eyes, you would be expecting war and collapse, falls of empires, because these are the conditions that are set in order for their false messiah to arrive. They want the conflict and the disorder so he can provide the peace and the order. It's the ultimate goal when they preach their model of order out of chaos. So if you understand their spiritual goals, then you would understand what is coming to the world. And as I showed you, this is not just about one particular world religion, but all of the world religions. This must be understood, and it's highly important to understand this. There is only one faith that is different from them all. But the only way you would know it was different is if you read the word and removed yourself away from the teachings from this world. Like I said when I started this video, I have always heard the phrase, since I was young, that Jesus is coming back. And I'm certain that if I just stayed in the church, sat in the pews, let the preacher become my main access to father. I would simply stay in that mindset and also wait for Jesus to come back, too. And as these prophecies came to be fulfilled, as I saw the false miracles that this coming promised Messiah, King Arthur, brings to the world and how the rest of the world loved him. I'm sure I would fall into deception just like everyone else. And I'm pretty sure that whatever has been placed into the bodies of most of the people in this world by now has made them very susceptible to the coming deception of this man of sin. Those in mainstream Christianity that are following these false churches and false pastors and false Christian artists are headed to the same false Messiah that these other world religions are waiting for. Like Joel Osteen said here, why he liked the Pope. I love the fact
2: that he's made the church more inclusive Not trying to make it smaller, but to try to make it larger, to take everybody in. So take everybody
1: in. Or why do you think Kanye's album is called Jesus is King? Or even that lady from Tyler Perry's stuff who sang Take Me to the King. Take me to the King. They're taking everybody to a king, but it ain't Yahusha. Mainstream Christianity is tasked with preparing those who follow the Christian religion given by man into worship and acceptance of the beast as well. Because they are completely unaware because they don't know the word. They don't live in the word. They live by man and what man does and man's traditions. So anytime someone tells you that they're waiting for Jesus to come back, please get more information on what that actually means to them. It's very important. Now, The reason why the faith of those who believe in the Bible is so different than the rest of these other world religions is because while the rest of the world have been waiting for the Savior of the world to come, we know that the Savior has already come. We don't have to wonder who he is and what he will do, because he has already come and done the most wonderful and miraculous thing for all of humanity who accepts it. He placed himself as a sacrifice for us so that we can be redeemed by our Creator if we just accept and follow him. If you research all these other religions, everything is extremely difficult to understand what they're talking about and what they believe. It's complete confusion and it's a purpose. But our faith is not built around that. It's built around faith in the one whom Yahuwah sent to take the penalty of sin away from us if we accept his free gift of salvation. He came 2000 years ago to save us all. He did that already. Is he coming back? Yes but it's nowhere close to what the world is looking for. So before we close this video out, we went over enough of the deception that is coming over this world. Let's cover the truth that is there for those who desire to live through it. So what does the Bible say about Messiah's second coming? The Bible speaks of his second coming very differently and more exact and complete than the rest of these other world religions. When Yahusha comes back, it's to go to war against the false Messiah. Let's read it from Revelation chapter 19. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his heads were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of Elohim. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, follows him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of El Shaddai, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Yahuwah Adonai. That's Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 through 16. Continuing, Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. All the birds were filled with their flesh. As Revelation 19 verses 20 through and 21. And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Yahushua, and for the word of Elohim, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Messiah for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he whose part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of Elohim and of Messiah and shall reign with him a thousand years. That's Revelation chapter 20 verses 4 through 6. You see, the second coming of our Messiah comes after the deception of this false Messiah, who we know as the Antichrist. When he comes... He's coming for war, and it's a very one-sided one. After Yahushua wins and sends the Antichrist and false prophet in the lake of fire, he will reign a thousand years in peace with those who did not bow to the Antichrist and worship him. That point should be very clearly stated and understood, and that's why I'm making this video. Understand, please understand this. Our Messiah has already come. If you want peace and eternal security, you will only find it in Him, Yahusha the Messiah. He is the true anointed one of our Creator. The rest of the world is waiting for a false messiah who was anointed by Satan. This false messiah, or better known as the Antichrist, will bring the world to worship him and bear his mark and to come to war against Yah. It is at this time that our true messiah will come again, conquer his enemies, and and reign in peace. If you're looking for peace and love and eternal security, you must surrender to Yahushua HaMashiach today and commit your life to Him and turn away from this world. This world is right now being prepared for destruction so that the world can run to the beast that all of Satan's man-made religions have been preparing his followers for. This is what is coming to this world and if you look at what is going on today, this truth should be very easy to see. It's time to walk in the truth and live for it. Time is running out on our times of disobedience and ignorance. As you continue to live out your days, ask yourself this one important question. Are you living your life to be accepted by Yah or to be a follower of the beast? The answer to this question and what you do about it will mean everything for yourself and your family for eternity. Now that this has been made clear to you, I ask you, Who are you preparing yourself for? Prepare yourself for YAH and you will dwell in his house forever and in the end he will wipe away every tear from your eyes and there will be no more sorrow nor crying nor pain nor death. Live for him. Endure and overcome. The only preparation we must make for the beast is to overcome. Prepare yourself And be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. Okay. Thanks again for watching. If this has blessed you, please don't forget to like this and share it with others. If you have not done so already, please don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Elohim willing, I upload every Friday. Don't forget to follow this ministry on Facebook and Instagram, as well as on my website, truthunedited.com. As always, I really would like to thank all those who support this ministry. You know who you are. Your contributions truly make a difference for this ministry, and I'm thankful for your support that you provide. Thank you for following the call Yah has placed on your heart. Okay, thanks again everyone for watching. I love you all.